1: start selling online today sign up for a free trial at shopify.com/free22 shopify.com/free22
0: Welcome to MLB Daily your one-stop shop for daily baseball content i am lj lafura alongside me i've got brandon Caram, and we are a belly up sports podcast we are what they aren't brandon how you doing buddy
1: lj doing good thursday night week number 19 i want to say or 20 whatever iteration it is of our team of the week very excited to hop into this Um, might be a little bit of a shorter episode but we're just going to be running through this Um, But before we get into our team of the week, um, you know, we have to bring up the fact that the Yankees did sweep the Red Sox. The division race is now completely, you know, out of reach for the Rays, essentially. Um, Fan graphs, I think last I checked, 95 percent, excuse me, uh, 95 percent chance for the Yankees to win the AL East. Um, Nice that now we can just worry about the playoffs and, you know. When the inevitable actually happens but regardless you know there's there's a lot more to look forward to than having to battle out the al east with the rays but there is one play from the yankees red sox game that i'm sure everyone has seen um and we must bring up as as lj just looks uh not happy as we're talking about this a glaber torres hit a little league home run last night um, you know, I, I don't know if if it was Christian Vasquez catching. It was
0: Connor Wong. Christian who, Vasquez is on the Astros.
1: Sorry, not Christian Vasquez. What am I talking about? Um, Connor Wong on the Red Sox was catching last night. Well, because I was thinking about Reese McGuire, because that is who, yeah, your yes. actual catcher is. Um, yeah, you know. You know, a nice little base hit for Glaber. Throw comes home. Connor Wong then sails the ball into the outfield. Glaber Torres able to come all the way around. Three-run Little League home run. Um, poor Brian Bello. I mean, you're talking all unearned runs. Um, and this dude, LJ texted me. Is could quite possibly be the greatest one in six pitcher in MLB history
0: at least he is at least the best in this in this season I mean I can I think we can easily say that I love we've talked about this before I've talked about this just yesterday on big three if you listen to the number one show in Auburndale Massachusetts but this guy's got great stuff I love what he's given them and it's really fun to watch Brandon you can certainly testify to that seeing him against the Yankees do a very formidable job if it weren't for whatever the heck this play was. Brandon, this is the type of mental error that I wouldn't disagree with demotion.
1: Like oh, you are you, you're willing to go that far.
0: <laughs> i I'm not saying I would do it. I'm saying if they decided to, I wouldn't say boo. but look. I guess all I have to say on this play, go look at it yourself, go get angry on your own, but there is no one else to blame, but Connor Wong here, not a soul because you know what? I don't care about the throw from right field. Those types of things, miss cutoffs all the time. That's why the catchers there because this, this guy's job, right? Is to throw it as hard as he freaking can into the infield. And Sometimes that happens. That's not the end of the world. I'm not going to put it on. I don't even remember who was in right field at that point in time. Um,
1: I'm and not going to put it on. Alex Verdugo. It was
0: Alex Verdugo. I'm not going to put it on Verdugo for how far, or no, I should start somewhere else. I'm not putting it on Cassius at first base because why on earth would you throw behind the runner?
1: It made no sense in the, in the, even in the context of the game at that point, you just hold the ball. You you literally just hold no, the No, but
0: either way, if you're trying to get the guy, that's something you learn in fifth grade. You throw to the next base. You don't throw, but you would throw behind the runner. And so if you're Tristan Cassius, you're thinking, oh, I'm in the major leagues, right? We're not going to see any moronic errors, moronic lapses in ju- judgment. No, these guys have are professionals. They have higher standards. These guys are being paid half a million dollars to play baseball at minimum. They definitely should be able to handle this, right? And then it whizzes by his face. I mean, I can't blame him for not being ready for that ball, which also very much missed him. I shouldn't say whizzes by his face. Like, he shouldn't have been prepared to receive that ball anyway. And Alex Verdugo, I'm not going to give him any crap, which I usually would. You know, that's one of my big things is, again, backing up plays at bases it's the easiest thing an outfielder can do, particularly the outfielders can do. Like, if you're a right fielder and you're not hustling over for plays on the first baseline, like, what are we paying you for? But I'm not asking him to back him up either because why would Alex Verdugo? Hey, I don't know. I've been playing Major League Baseball at the top of the sport for the last four years now. You know, here we are, the best players in the world. I'm being paid millions of dollars to play this game. We shouldn't have any unforced errors, right? And no. then the ball goes rolling to his feet. Look, there's no one else to blame but Connor Wong here because none of them should have had even a thought in their mind that the ball was going near them.
1: I don't think I've ever I don't think you've ever been this mad on the show in the four hundred and ten or twelve episodes we've done. I really don't think I've ever I, seen it. I can you. remember
0: one time and it was when uh, Alex Verdugo got hit by the ball in the bottle.
1: yeah oh (laughs) just you know i mean i guess the only other story i can take out of this yanks have won eight of their last 10 after what was a terrible stretch that they went through like two weeks ago they're finally starting to pick it back up um kind of getting hot at the right time if you want to say that um very excited for the playoffs nasty nester looked great clark schmidt's a menace um i'm very happy with with the performance and um you know obviously no aaron judge home run which is very sad but um
0: it's not like he has other games to go to go and do that
1: yeah yeah that's okay um yeah very happy with what i've been seeing um you know, I, I do have to give the Red Sox fans credit, though. Regardless of how bad they are, Fenway is always still rocking. So very loyal fan base, I must say.
0: Absolutely. Let's get on to the uh, team of the week here. And sure. Do we want to go ahead and start at the top? Pitcher, I'm going to go first today. We're going to shake it up a little bit. Live on the wild side. Speaking of living on the wild side, Nick Lodolo come on down
1: oh I love it LJ I love it
0: 14 innings a 3.14 ERA in a case per nine of 13.81 so that comes out to what like nine per yeah I'm guessing nine per appearance Dude, uh, dude shoved this week deserved two wins ended up one and one but so did the rest of his contemporaries in this group Terrific.
1: Putting up a really good rookie season, too. You know, two war according to baseball reference and only 87 innings. It's only started 16 games. This is one of their top prospects. And um actually, you know,
0: I'd like to change my pick. Sorry.
1: Oh, okay. Well,
0: I missed something down ballot. Um, only one start here. Zach Gallen, six innings, ended up with 16.5 K's per nine does allow a run what ends up with a negative fit and a negative x fit
1: yeah that was 11 k's over the six innings for zach Gallen. um another guy having a fantastic season four and a half war um i mean i i mean lj knows i've been a big fan of him for quite a while and right as of right now leading the mlb in hits per nine um with 158 innings, which is the most he's thrown in any season so far. This kid's only 26 years old. Um, Actually, you know, one of the most, I think, fair one-for-one trades in MLB history when he got dealt for Jazz Chisholm back in 2019, Um, he was also a part of the trade where Sandy Alcantara gets traded to the Marlins from Marcelo Zuna um from the Cardinals. You know, it's quite crazy that he's been dealt for two very good players. And he's also extremely good himself. Um, Big Zach Gallen guy here. Very nice that LJ picks him. I end up going with Dylan Cease, who is just completely... You know, he's doing everything he possibly can to throw himself into this AL Cy Young race. Um, he's been incredible, um, so far this year. And for the week, if I can put up here, I know he had two starts. Um, and he's, he's just been shoving. How did this guy not make the all star game? Is what I want to know. You know, that was a huge disservice to him. Uh, 11 innings, uh 2.45 ERA, 1.11 FIP and .6 WAR, um no home runs, 13.91 Ks per 9. Great week for him and we will for sure within the next few weeks dive deep into this AL Cy Young race which is now Turned into a three horse race between Dylan Cease, Shane McClanahan and Justin Verlander, who is returning tomorrow, um, which just makes everything so much more interesting now. Um, and I can't wait to really dive deep into that and really do a little research. Um, but, yeah, Dylan Cease and, you know, LJ, I guess he kind of picks two guys in Nick Lodolo and Zach Gallen. Um, love it. Love it.
0: But moving over to catcher. I'm going to go ahead. I'm not changing this pick around because it's pretty clearly J.T. Real Muto this week. He slashes 389, 476, 884 with three home runs and seven RBIs. No one regularly can come close to that production of the group that we see here at the top. I mean, again, you know, you've got your great players, but no one's touching this this week.
1: Yeah, I'm also going with JT Real Muto and LJ with the production he's had this year, you know, uh, coming into the season, we were definitely talking about how we thought Will Smith on the Dodgers could take over as the best catcher in the league. JT Realmuto was like, Okay, like I you know, I, I I think everyone kind of forgot who I am and why I got the largest contract in the history of catchers um just a few years ago. 5.8 Fangraphs war the defense is insane the base running is insane and he's clearly the best offensive uh catcher right now uh LJ talked about his week you know three homers it's he's such a good player that and it's you know no one talks about him but he is you know far and away the best catcher and Will Smith is far and away the second best catcher um i just i love JT Realmuto the fact that this guy is always up there in, like, the sprint speed uh, percentile as a catcher who does not DH a lot. I mean, he's caught 116 games this year. It's just a lot. It, it really is a lot. You don't see guys catching 130 games anymore, 120 games anymore. You just don't. So big props to JT Real Muto. Much deserved and happy that we were unanimous there.
0: All right, another one I feel like will be unanimous or at least should be unanimous as this seems like a runaway to me. First base, Freddie Freeman slashes 474, 522, 1000 with three home runs and seven RBIs. Brandon, do you have any issue with that pick?
1: Absolutely not. Leads the MLB in batting average, hits, doubles, Leads the National League in plate appearances. The guy does not miss games. I mean, since 2018, you're talking 162 games in 18, 158 and 19, all 60 in 2020, where he wins MVP. Uh, 159 last year and 141 this year. The durability is, is just ridiculous from him and the consistency, too. Um, it's going to be now like six of the last seven years where he's top 10 in mvp voting which is just gross um you know makes sense why the dodgers gave him all that money um and how can you not like freddie freeman you know it's he like started to take a little hate in the offseason because of that whole you know his whole agent situation him taking forever to sign but the dude just rakes. I mean, that it's as simple as that. He rakes, and who doesn't like watching good hitters be good?
0: Who doesn't? And another guy with a good hitting week here. Marcus Simeon is my second baseman. Another Iron Man plays seven games this week. Two home runs, seven RBIs, and a stolen bag, all while slashing three forty four, three sixty four, seven nineteen
1: was very close to picking Marcus Simeon, um, LJ does because of that positive defensive value he's got. Um, I'll go with, uh, Tony Kemp, uh, you know, walked more than he struck out 20 plate appearances, two homers, seven runs scored six ribbies slashes 438, 550, 938 for 0.6 war. Um, One of the bright spots now on what is a very sad Oakland Athletics team. Um, Yeah, you know, I definitely saw Tony Kent play when he was on the Tri-City Valley Cats. And I know that for a fact that I watched this guy play when he was in short season single A. So nice to see a guy like him make it um, and actually put up like, you know, be a productive big leaguer. Um, Pretty cool to see that.
0: All right, well, moving on over to third base R five slot. I'm gonna give this one to Ryan McMahon. You know, it's kind of a toss up here. No.
1: No, he's not.
0: On principle, I don't know. I've been I've been flipping on this for a little bit now. On principle, key Brian Hayes. The lines are just very, very similar for me. You have a better week defensively, you walk or you strike out less it's splitting hairs between these two. And he played an extra game. I'm giving it to him.
1: LJ, I don't know if tonight is the night where we have the key Brian Hayes conversation. Probably not. But I, I, I might be willing to throw in the towel that this guy's just not a very productive major league hitter. Like, defense, insane. But the way that runs created plus... I mean, even in the minors in AAA, was still under 100. However, still a three-war season um, does provide a lot of value, but I, I don't know if he's ever going to fully turn into this really good hitter. Um, I, I end up not picking Key Brian Hayes. I, I, I kind of wanted to, but I go with Ryan McMahon, who I think is the right choice this week. The slugging, three homers and 18 plate appearances, four RBIs um 0.5 war and you know another guy who ugh, i feel like ryan mcmahon puts up good stats but then you, but then you look at his weighted runs created plus he's never been over 100 for his whole career like that's incredible to me that he's never even been a, an above average hitter um another very good defensive player though um and i don't think it's wrong to say one of the best players on the rockies um, right now let me
0: all i will say on key brian hayes is this if they end up having locked up a regen of matt chapman for 10 years would you be
1: mad no i wouldn't no especially for the pirates who you know have not um had the greatest production and that's right uh keep Brian Hayes did sign an extension, right? Yes. Yeah, through 2029. Oh, yeah. I mean, option uh, for 30. Keen. Lo- love that. Um, and with how
0: cheap it is, like, again, we talk about inflation on this show with the big contracts. But if I'm correct, it was eight years, 70 million with the option for yeah. 2030. Yeah. So I'm imagining that that's not that far off the $8 million, $7, 8000000 million he's getting. No, that'd be even less. So like six, $7 million he'd be getting from this team. So with inflation, those numbers are nothing.
1: Right. And it's not only real life economic inflation, but we have to remember the uh, luxury tax threshold increases for the next four years after this, it goes up every single year. So it's to had- get these long-term deals done now, teams like the Braves, um and like this this deal with with a key Brian Hayes it just makes so much sense
0: yeah and it's it's not even just the luxury tax which incentivizes people to spend more and raises it that way but it's the precedent set mm-hmm. within two years we're going to have a couple guys over 40 million in, uh in terms of position players making 40 million dollars a year like that that's coming very soon and so with that the more and more the salaries of the other guys who are on all-star level i mean you look at him from a war standpoint he's at three seven on reference war right now it's very i think it's a decent take it's a very fair take to say this guy right now is a fringe all-star type player and going forward could definitely turn into a four to five guy without putting up the or maybe four and a half guy without putting up insane hitting stats so and like, get just imagine 8 million is, and like
1: just imagine if like he can get the hitting a uh, figured out like you're talking of like real potential for a six seven war guy easily
0: all right well moving on to shortstop I'm going to give this one to Carlos Correa Bobachette just know um <laughs> three home runs nine rbis right right there Feels justified on that mark and slashes 462, 462, 885 on the week. Well done by Carlos Correa. Let's see a couple more of those before September ends. I,
1: I am in full agreement. Uh, I do pick Carlos Correa as well. Um, he, He's got four and a half war this year and only 117 games. Um, You know, I, I just kind of feel like we haven't heard much about him he's gonna I, I would have to assume he's gonna opt out or well no now that he said he wants to stay with the twins that, I know he's gonna opt out all
0: right that means absolutely nothing because if i am carlos correa even if i want to stay i still opt out because that guarantees me fair market value for my long-term deal with the twins yeah. you know you did your rental year with them you've played well enough to earn that prove you're worth that money now you get to go back out and make sure you get your fair market value on the long-term deal rather than, you know, just signing any old extension right before.
1: You know, a guy that bet on himself and I don't blame him. He was going into his age 27 season. Um, he knew what he was doing. He knows that he's that, how, how talented he actually is. Um, fantastic year from, from, from him so far and another good week. And L. El- Say you're right. You're totally right. After this guy left the Astros, I actually started rooting for him a little bit. He's just an awesome player to watch. He's just fun. He's a fun player.
0: Well, moving to left field, let's talk about another fun player. Chris Taylor is my left fielder this week. Ooh, okay. 364, 391, 545, a home run, two RBIs, and a stolen base. There what didn't feel like anything special, at least by my standards. Out of the left fielders this week, so I'm giving him the nod.
1: I go with Jordan Alvarez. You know, you could have picked him for DH, but I'm gonna go with him for left field. Um, he ends up with a 26% walk rate in these 23 plate appearances, but also two homers, um, six runs scored, a thousand slugging, uh, 0. 0.7 war for him. and. You know, another guy where the Jordan Alvarez talk kind of died down. It felt like every week early in the season, we were picking him. This guy is only 25. Uh, I'm sorry, me. Um, This guy's only 25. He just turned 25 in June. And a 182 OPS plus this year. Um, Sure, he provides little to no defensive value. But... I don't think it's wrong to say this is like the closest thing we have to a David Ortiz since since David Ortiz played. Fair. He's Especially that as he good. Gets going. He, he's that good.
0: And and he's doing it at a younger age too, which will help hey, his case.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: But moving over to center field, not the guy I was planning on taking this week, but we're going back to money. Mike
1: Ooh, right. okay.
0: I'm riding with Bunny Mike. Six games, three homers, six RBIs. Slashes three eighteen, three eighteen,
1: eight eighteen. L.J., I am shocked that you don't take Julio Rodriguez here, especially because like this is your guy. Like you, Bunny been... Mike's
0: also my guy. Let's not. Act... Uh,
1: no, absolutely. <laughs> Excuse me, absolutely. But Julio. He's now a 25-25 player after this week. Five and a half reference war. Uh, three homers, four RBIs, 529, 619 on base percentage um, for 0.7 war. Uh, this dude is so special. That contract he signed, it's the, it, it can be that big for a reason, you know, um, that very complex contract julio rodriguez is absolutely awesome and lj you know there's some weeks where we talk about you know how much we we like our team um if we actually had to like make this a lineup i mean this week i mean just reading down my list dylan sees jt real muto freddie freeman carlos correa jordan alvarez julio rodriguez those are some 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 boys right there i would love that i would love that i mean just I will never be mad with the star players being good. I like watching dominance in sports. It's fun to me. Like in F1, when Lewis Hamilton was winning all the time, yeah, was it getting a little boring? Sure. But just the pure dominance of it is just so impressive to me that like week in, week out, and in the terms of baseball, you know, year in, year out the same guys being good really makes you appreciate, you know, why we like the sport, why the stars are stars. Um, It's awesome to see, um, you know, a guy that everyone's expecting to be really good in Julio Rodriguez actually play out of his mind this year.
0: All right. Well, I've got Aristides Aquino in for this week in that's right field, right? Yes, because we just did center field. Um Aquino with the with the Reds, eight games, a homer, two RBIs, slashes 250,
1: 344, 500. This is a guy I like I really missed when he was good back in 2019. 19 <laughs> homers in 56 games. Like this guy was a tank back then. Um I unfortunately do not end up picking him. I go with Oscar Gonzalez, who is a very, you know, young guy for the Guardians, just came up this year. Four homers, nine RBIs, in 27 plate appearances he has this week. 0.7 war. Um, And, you know, it seems like the Guardians, that year that they went on that crazy win streak, um, they had a bunch of guys playing that hadn't even, that were uh, rookies during that win streak. Now the Guardians are getting hot again. And they got, you know, their their best performer this week was Oscar Gonzalez, arguably. Um, the Guardians player development, we always talk about their, their pitching. Their just overall player development as an organization is incredible. And it, it only like, makes you wonder... If they had a little more financial support to go out and free agency and get guys, what this team could be because like LJ says, at least you know in 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 LJ's mind, the best manager in the league in my mind, I'd say top three. um and with this incredible, you know, it must be minor league pitching staff, just overall development crew they have here. If you're ranking organizations based on like how effective they are and how good they are, Guardians got to be top five. I mean, it's it's not even close to me. They are so good with all these young players. Um, their front office is really smart. Uh, this year really made me want to buy more into the the Guardians and really appreciate just how how good they really are and how good they operate as an organization
0: little heads up for Saturday, they're going to have a rookie, Connor Pilkington, starting the second game of their doubleheader, number 43 prospect in their organization. Another guy to look out for.
1: Very interesting. And he has started 10 games this year for them. Um, has not performed the best, but still. Yeah, so the, the, right. No, but like, it seems like with the Guardians, it you know, you give them a year, you give them this Half season or so next year, it wouldn't surprise me if this guy uh, comes out and you know kind of pitches to what we've seen Cal Quantrill pitch through this year, who's been really, really good.
0: Absolutely. Well, rounding out my group, I'm going to talk about my DH, standing six foot five, two hundred and twenty five pounds of muscle. Brandon knows where I'm going here. He's excited. Jordan Alvarez, come on down. Brandon already did plenty of good job explaining him. So I will just let you appreciate that greatness and pass it on to Brandon.
1: I'm going to go with Eloy Jimenez of the White Sox. Um, three homers, nine RBIs, 0.5 war for him. You know, honestly, a guy that I really, really like, I'm um, I'm really mad that he's missed a lot of time over the last two years, um, you know, it's, it sucks because he's not even going to play a total of 162 over the last two full seasons. Yet he's raking this year. He really is. He's a fantastic hitter. The fielding is, there's a lot left to be desired there. But it just makes you wonder if this guy can, can, you know, stay fully healthy for a season. What could those stats look like? Cause you look in 2019 when he was fully healthy. And played 122 games and he was really good. He had 31 home runs. Um, if 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 he can somehow put together 120, 130 games, I, I think that Silver Slugger is not out of the question for left field, and what is a weak position as it is. Um he's a really, really good hitter. Um, and more people got to got have to appreciate him, uh for sure. All
0: right. Well, Brandon. I'm actually going to go ahead and go with Jordan Alvarez as, as my player of the week.
1: Okay.
0: Did you already mention who yours was?
1: I did not. Um, I'm going to go with Julio Rodriguez. That 529, 619, 1.118 slash line is, is enough for me. Um, Three homers in five games. That's That's pretty good for me.
0: All right. Well, unless you have anything else to say, I think we're ready to wrap it up.
1: You know, I'm actually going to go on an hour long uh, essay here about Aaron Judge. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm good. Thanks for listening, everyone. Check us out Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at MLB Daily Pod. And we will see you.
0: See you manana. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.
0: Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.